Welcome to the Michigan Man Podcast on Wolverine Sports Radio, a member of the V-Sporto Network and in partnership with SB Nation's Maze and Brew for Wolverine fans from coast to coast. Go Blue and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Mike Fitzpatrick. Joining us on our game day segment in just a moment will be football beat writer Aaron McMahon from MLive. Before that, let's get it rolling with a few of my thoughts this week. It's been a long winter, and since the bowl game, other than recruiting news, we really haven't talked much football. We'll change that for the next few weeks and spend the rest of the month discussing spring practice news. Of course, much has changed since the end of the season. Josh Gaddis is our new offensive coordinator, and Jim has given him the keys to the offensive kingdom, so to speak. The offense is being installed this spring, and from what we hear, the players really do love it. There have been other coaching changes and more than a few injuries this winter. Jim has been more accessible to the media so far, and he's even been sharing depth charts, something I don't think he's ever done the last four years. There is a lot of work being done behind closed doors, and a lot of position battles are taking place. That's what spring is for. On Saturday, we had an open practice, which is also not something we've seen a lot of in the past. My guest today said the fan turnout was light on what was a beautiful weather day, and it was just good to have football back, even if it was watching a controlled practice. Joining us next on our game day segment is beat writer Aaron McMahon from MLive. Here on The Michigan Man, in partnership with our friends at SB Nation's Maze and Brew. on our game day segment this week as we spend some time talking Michigan football beat writer Aaron McMahon from MLive. Great to get you back on, Aaron. It's good to be back, Mike. Football season is getting close. Well, it is. In uh, April, as you know and I know and fans know, can be a very frustrating uh, month, spring football practice, because we don't really get a lot of information or even have a good idea what we're going to see in the fall. But Saturday's uh, practice was open to the public, something a little bit different for uh, Jim Harbaugh and his program. Was there a pretty decent fan turnout for that, Aaron? Yeah, it wasn't as big as I, I think it maybe some expected. You know, I, I know some ushers and stuff, and they kind of didn't know, you know, who or what was going to show up. Um, you know, if you, if you compare it to the open practice they had last fall, right before the season started back in August, I think attendance was down. Um, but this was one of two. You know, they've got the, the spring game next this coming Saturday at Michigan Stadium. I, I expect, you know, turnout will be a little bit bigger. You know, they didn't promote it a ton. It was kind of a, you know, I think they announced it maybe a month prior. They didn't do a ton of promotion. So, it, no, it wasn't a big turnout, um, but it was a beautiful day. I will say that. It was Darn near seven degrees, and it was sunny. It was it was nice. It was nice football weather. Well, let's get some of uh, your observations from that practice. Very limited practice, Aaron. But starting with the uh, the status of Michael Dwumfor, he was out there with the team last week. I think it was at one of Jim's pressers. He mentioned that Michael Dwumfor's and Donovan Peoples Jones's injuries were maybe a bit more serious uh, than we had or they had originally thought, but. He he was dressed but did not participate in any drills, correct? Yeah, well, he yeah, he started early on, so he went through right, individual kind of warm-ups and stretching and whatnot, but as the practice went on, he, he didn't participate. I can remember, you know, noting the final maybe hour, hour and a half of the practice that he had his helmet off, he wasn't going through stuff. So it seems like he's, you know, he's, he's able to, he was in uniform, but he wasn't able to go through the entire thing. Um, so what to make of that, I guess, remains to be seen. It doesn't sound like he's practiced at all. 
um, at all much this spring. So that might have been the first time he's kind of been, you know, you know, participating. Um, but we'll see. You know, you're right. You mentioned Jim didn't mention, I think, last week at his press conference with us that, you know, him and Peoples-Jones haven't practiced much. They, they, I guess the injuries to both are, um, you know, Peoples-Jones was a growing injury. Dome 4 was, uh, he tore his plantar fascia last, last fall in the Maryland game, I guess. Um, but he ended up playing the rest of the season. I guess he re-aggravated in the bowl game as well. Um, so it's, it, they're kind of, you know, smaller things that they're kind of get off, they're trying to get off them at this point. Uh, it sounds like they're trying to take it easy so far, at least in the spring. Yeah, no use losing anyone in spring practice. And as far as Bumfor's injury, I know he, he did get hurt last year in the Maryland game. Was that the type of injury that required any surgery in the offseason? No, I don't think so. I think it's more staying off of it. You know, I think they've kind of nursed it and, and, and everything else. But I think it's more staying off the foot because it's, I think it's the base of your foot. I'm no medical expert, but it, you know, it, it hurts. You know, yeah. it's one of those things where you can be in a lot of pain, but I don't believe it required a, a procedure. Well, of course, fans want to uh, get a look at the quarterbacks and see what's happening there. A lot of them got reps on Saturday, as you would expect in an open practice. And there's uh, even, which is rare for Jim, a depth chart, in, sort of, uh, for the quarterback <laughs> position, isn't there? Yeah, he's mentioned it a couple times. He's been pretty open about things this spring. It's been, it's been kind of nice to hear. Um, he has said several times now that, you know, Shea Patterson is, is the number one at this point. Uh, Dylan McCaffrey who tore his uh, his collarbone last fall. He did come back and he's practicing in the, in the bowl prep. He is healthy, 100% healthy, and, and practicing again. He is the number two. And then uh, Joe Milton, who got in a few games last year, he ended up obviously redshirting. He is the, um, the number three. Um, after that, is, is, that gets more interesting of note. You know, I think most folks expected that, that order this spring. Um, number four, based on what I was watching on Saturday, was – was uh, Cade McNamara. He was the four-star recruit from Rio, Nevada that came in as part of this year's recruiting class. He enrolled early. He, he started classes back in January. He was number four. And then Brandon Peters, the name that you know so, so many folks are familiar with. He ended up starting a handful of games a couple of years back in 2017. He was number five. And then you had, uh, you had a couple of walk-ons after that. I know a lot of fans are surprised that Brandon Peters is, is even still with the program, that maybe he should have seen the handwriting on the wall last year. Do you think it's still possible he could transfer out? Even it seems to me this is sort of late in the game for next season to do that. I do, you know, and, and I don't have this confirmed because he hasn't. Brandon has not spoken to reporters now in about a year, um, but I, I, I'm under the assumption he may be uh, graduating the spring, so it may just be a case of him kind of waiting out to the end of May and getting his degree and then and choosing to to move elsewhere. But as of right now, we've we've got no indication he's going to transfer. However, you know, it wouldn't shock me. You know, at this point, he's he's fallen on the depth chart. His name hasn't really come up much from Harbaugh and the coaching staff when it comes to the offense and the quarterbacks. So, yeah, I would not be surprised, you know, in a few months to hear that he's gone. Well, let's talk about the running back rotation or lack of running backs right now, Aaron. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just uh, a lot of injuries in the running back room. From what I understand, only two healthy scholarship backs right now, True Wilson and then uh, redshirt freshman or freshman, excuse me, Ben Van Summeren. Uh, they were the only uh, two scholarship backs getting reps on Saturday, weren't they? You're right. Yeah, they've they've been hurt. You know, that, that's that's the one position. Them, them, the receivers really have kind of been ravaged by injuries this, this spring so far. Um, you got obviously Christian Turner and Hassan, Hockett, Hock, me, Hassan Hoskins. They've both been out. Turner's injury is, hasn't been disclosed at this point, but it sounds like Haskins is dealing with a meniscus injury. It sounds like he, he's been limited this fall. He's, he's been he's practiced a few times. We're hoping he can get out. Um, he can practice for the final. And a few practices here down the stretch, but it sounds like he's going to require an off-season injury, excuse me, off-season procedure to fix the meniscus. 
Um, and then Zach Charbonnet, the, the four-star recruit, who also enrolled early back in January from Southern California. You know, I know they got high hopes for him. I think there's some 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 folks are expecting him to contribute right away. He's been sidelined all spring with an injury as well that kind of dates back to his senior year of high school. Um, I know he was supposed to play in the Under Armour All-American game back in January down in Orlando. He was invited and accepted and everything else, but he did not practice or play in that game due to that injury. Uh, he had a procedure as well when he, when he got here back in January. So those three guys have largely been sidelined, you know, and then you've, they, you had some guys step up early in spring. I, I know Jim Harbaugh and the coaching staff were high on walk-on Lucas Andrighetto. Um, he has since torn his ACL, so he's been sidelined as well. So Jay Harbaugh, the running backs coach, there, is working with, with you know, a few guys. Um, but it sounds like the plan is to get most of those guys back healthy and available this fall, which, which is good. Um, but you have to wonder, you know, how, how that affects the install of this new offense. You know, these guys are – uh, doing a lot of learning, you know, True Wilson has talked about, they're still learning the playbook and learning how to do things. Um, so it's, you know, I think it'll slow, some, slow some things in that regard, but you're right. You know, they've, they've been ravaged by injuries. Um, you know, I expect it sounds like everything will be kind of cleared up in the fall though. That one injury to uh, Zach Charbonnet that Jim talked about that. He's talked about it a couple of times uh, since spring practice started and you're right. They knew coming in, he needed the procedure. He was going to have the procedure, and they wanted it done here in Ann Arbor so they could oversee that. They don't seem all too worried when they talk about him uh, as far as making a, a strong recovery by fall practice. No, it doesn't sound like it was entirely serious. I think it was more kind of preventative that he, he probably could have played if, if, if they needed him to. But again, you know, he's he's a first-year player. They don't want to risk you know further damage or, or anything worse because you know, he's got four or five years ahead of him, depending on, obviously, his, his workload and whatnot. But they really like him. You know, he's, he's a big guy. He's quick. Uh, he's that, that, I think that potential number one back that they, they would like to see here in a year or two. So, like, you know, they don't want to risk anything. I don't blame them. Uh, you know, if they're going to do it, you might as well do it now and kind of get it out of the way for his, his, his future. You, know, you mentioned Christian Turner and Hassan Haskins uh, as uh, two of the other backs that have injuries and are hobbled up. But we're not going to see them Saturday, are we? No, it doesn't sound like it. We might see Haskins. You know, Harbaugh was very um, optimistic about Hassan. and thought maybe he might be able to get him back here down the stretch. It was possible. Um, it doesn't sound like we'll see Turner, though. They're, they've been kind of tight-lipped on his injury, so it sounds like it might be a little bit more serious. Um, but I, I don't suspect. So I, think, I suspect you see a lot of True Wilson. Uh, you see a lot of Ben Van Sumeren, who Harbaugh's been high on as well this spring. Um, and you got walk on Julian Garrett and, and a couple of others. But no, I would not be surprised. Don't be surprised to, to, if you don't see Christian Turner on Saturday. Well, last spring, as you and I know, Jim talked a lot about True Wilson, and we had to wonder until fall started what that was about. And True was uh, he a solid third back for us last year. But this spring, he's really going on about Van, uh, Ben Van Sumeren. How did he look to you? Yeah, he looked okay. You know, it was a lot of individual stuff, so there wasn't. It was it's hard to kind of gauge. But you know, he was one of those guys where uh, him and Hassan both, you know, Michigan coaching staff kind of asked to move from their, their defensive positions. You know, Ben played a lot of linebacker last year. He kind of came in as a, came in as a tight end. They kind of moved into linebacker last year as a freshman. Uh, then they, they saw this need at running back with so many guys out or injured or gone that they kind of they kind of had to use him. But he's he's got a big body. He almost looks like a fullback to me. You know, he's He's a big, um, stout guy, um, so I think he'd be a good third-down guy if they need him. Um, but we'll see. You know, Saturday's going to be interesting for some of these spots because you got a lot of position battles. you got a lot of guys who are kind of uncertain at this point. You know, you've heard a lot of good things about, um, but until you kind of see him in action against, you know, a, a full padded defense, it's, it's it's tough to gauge. And I know recently with the shortage of running backs, there's been some talk about uh, Chris Evans uh, possibly working his way back 
next fall. I don't know. No one knows what's been going on with that. Is there has there been any more talk that you've heard about that in the last few weeks? Nothing. Nothing dis- um, discreet. You know, it's Harbaugh's been asked about it. Jay Harbaugh's been asked about it. They haven't really commented much, other than Jim saying that there is a possibility that he is back on this team. You know, he, he hasn't offered a timeline up yet. I, it sounds like. Whatever the case is, and Chris hasn't returned my call, so I haven't gotten an interview with him, but it sounds like this is, it's possibly back. I would expect if, if that were to happen, something would move this summer. I would be shocked if he's back on the team by the end of the spring, but it would certainly help. You know, Chris was obviously expected to be, you know, the number one back coming into this year. Um, you know, he's obviously, he was obviously dismissed in academic reasons, um, but, you know, at this point, Michigan, I know, is kind of planning on playing without him. If they get him back, it's probably great. You know, it's, it'd be great for them. They they appreciate it. They would like it. Um, but at this point, you know, he's he's not practicing with the team. He's kind of on his own. Um, but as far as I know, I think he's still in Ann Arbor. He's still hanging around. I think there's hope, and he hopes. I think to get back on the team. Um, but like I said, at this point, they're kind of moving on. You know. Withers on our game day segment this week. Beat writer Aaron McMahon from M Live talking Michigan football as we get ready for the uh, the spring game this coming weekend. Aaron, Jim uh, is also very high on freshman wideout Mike Sanristil, uh, who a lot of people think was really undervalued or uh, underrated as a high school player. How did he look to you on Saturday? Yeah, he kind of, he stood out to me. You know, they, they only did about 10 or 15 minutes of 7-on-7, of seven seven, kind of those, those type of drills late because it, it was a non-padded, non-contact practice. There was a lot of individual stuff, a lot of position stuff. But Sanristil's speed stood out to me late. They were doing kickoff returns and putt returns and he's he's kinda of in the mix for that type of stuff and you saw his blazing speed down the down the down the down the field. You know, he'd catch the ball and he was quick. He was he's beating a lot of defenders. Um they did do like I said some brief seven on seven. He caught up I think a pass or two. Uh looked good in that regard. And that's been you know that's been his the thing that the coaching staff I think has raved about him all spring, especially Jim Harbaugh is his speed. You know, he's he's got this blazing fast speed. Uh he's beating a lot of defenders. Uh so I think that bodes well for the the, the wide receiver group. You know, they, they've been a group that's been, you know, praying now for a while now. There's hope that they kind of break out this year with this new up-tempo, fast-paced offense, and it sounds like you can be part of it. You know, he's right now in spring one of the three starters at receiver, um, so they, they obviously like him and his ability. You're right, he was kind of undervalued coming out of high school. I think he was a three-star recruit, a kind of guy that kind of fell into the radar. Um, Michigan got him from, from Virginia Tech, so he, he decommitted from Tech and then committed to Michigan back in, I think, November. So he was a late add to the class, but – you know, so far so good. We'll see. I think Saturday was going to be it's going to be interesting as long as they do some, you know, some seven on seven, eleven on eleven. We're able to see some things against the defense. But you know, so far so good. You know, um, offensive coordinator Josh Gaddis uh, put a video up on on Twitter. I want to say a week or two ago, uh, some, with some of the work he was doing with the receivers. And you know, it was only it was a brief clip. It was only like twenty twenty five seconds. But Sanders still stood out. He looked good. Um, and I know Michigan, the coaching staff is really, really high on him. Well, just doubling back on the uh, the receiver injuries, Nico Collins still recovering from uh, the off-season surgery. He, he hasn't worked out, period, has he? Not, not as far as I know. Him or Donovan Peoples-Jones have both been out. You know, Pe- Peoples-Jones has been dealing with the growing. Um, it doesn't sound like it's too serious, but again, it's, it's one of those things where I, I think you, you don't want to aggravate it. I think that's what Peoples-Jones is concerned about. Um, I, as far as I know, it doesn't require surgery. However, Harbaugh you know, he had those interesting comments last week in his press conference about the injuries to him and Tom Ford being more serious than he thought. I don't know exactly what that means. Um, but, you know, people's Jones, I think it's going to be fine. It's one of those things where he probably doesn't want to aggravate it, doesn't want to make anything more serious. You know, and it is, it is always spring ball. So there's there's plenty of time uh, before the first game this fall. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Ben Mason, uh, Bench Mason, working on both sides of the <laughs> ball, uh, most notably with the the defensive line, I think. 
Uh, I've been reading he's up to about 270 and playing some nose, which is small for nose, but he, he's a big, strong guy. Sounds like he's going to be a factor for Don Brown's defense somehow, doesn't it? It sounds like it. We talked to him on that Friday night, and he looked bigger and, and, and bulkier than I've seen him in the last couple of years. In fact, I think someone asked him how much weight he put on. <laughs> he wouldn't tell us. He just said enough. So it sounds like, yeah, they're, they're interested in using him on the defensive line. Uh, you know, he is a guy that will go 100 miles an hour whenever you ask him to and, you know, all game every day and all practice. So I think, you know, he's, he's, he probably helps them. You know, right now I think he's in the mix. Yeah, you're right, a nose that, or that tackle position. Um, he's, uh, you know, I think he's like number two at this point, kind of in the rotation. But, yeah, I mean, he's taken to it. He's it sounds like he's going to play both sides of the ball. You know, with Michigan's new offense, I think they're going to kind of de-emphasize the fullback spot, and, and Harbaugh doesn't want to take him off the field. But, you know, I don't blame him. He's a hard worker, and he does what's asked of him. So they're trying to use him in different spots. You know, I think they have him working with the tight ends a little bit too and the running backs. Uh, but, yeah, defensive line will be some place where he's – I think you're going to see him this fall. He's kind of split his duties so far this spring. You know, he'll start one practice in, with the offense and then move the defense if it's needed, and then another practice he'll start with the defense and then kind of move the offense whenever it's needed. So it's he's been all over the place. Um, I know he doesn't mind it. You know, he, he always says that as long as he gets on the field and he's able to play, he doesn't care where he plays at. So, um, yeah, I expect to see him at the line. Uh, he's, he's a big guy. He's gotten bigger. Um, 270 sounds about right. You know, he's, he's I can't I, – I of all the players we've spoken to so far this spring, he was the most notable in terms of just gaining weight and, and gaining, um, you know, size. So he's certainly prepared for it, and it sounds like he's, he's doing pretty well. Well, it'll be interesting to see how that works out. I mean, we do need some depth on that defensive line this year. I mean, mm-hmm. We've been hearing some other names uh, that Don Brown's been talking about. He's been mentioning uh, Donovan Jeter. I think a lot of us have been waiting to see if Donovan was going to make that leap now in his third year. And it appears he is going to be a factor, doesn't it, Aaron? Yeah, with, with you know, going for out most of spring, it's kind of giving Jeter the opportunity to step up and you know take that, that tackle spot. And so far, I guess he's looked really good. Um, I think he's shed some weight. He's, he's been in better shape. Uh, coaching staff, again, he's another guy the coaching staff has raved about pretty much since the beginning. Um, so I, I, I know they like, them, like him there. Um, and, you've, yeah, you've got Aiden Hutchinson and, and Carlo Kemp and, could he pay at the other end? So it's, yeah, the, the inside is concerned. I know they've got some depth at the end. I think they like the depth they have there. Um, but with, you know, with Jeter playing well, and I know they expect Dunford to come back. So I think they'll have that, that'll help the depth in the inside. Uh, and then you've got the uh, true freshman, Mozzie Smith, uh, backing up the the, the uh, nose position too. So he's he's the one guy who's, you know, I think he's, the, you know, he's obviously true freshman. He's still learning that he's trying to gain, gain some, or excuse me, lose some weight. Uh, so, but yeah, the inside will be a concern this fall. If they if they have any injury there, uh, it's it's going to be a concern. Um, but yeah, Jeter's look good. Uh, he's been he's one of the guys that's been talked about a ton. Uh, he, he's finally getting a shot, and that's one of the things too. I think Michigan's done a very good job over the last couple of years of building depth along the line, and you know bringing guys along and guys that you know ex- excel in their junior senior seasons. And it sounds like Donovan Jeter's going to have an opportunity to do so this, this fall. Have Quiddy Pay and Aiden Hutchinson pretty much locked down the starting spots uh, for the defensive ends this year? Yeah, it sure sounds like it. At least the coaching staff kind of they in the, w- the way they've spoken about both of them. It, it sure sounds like it. You know. Uh, we saw Quiddy Pay a lot last year with, with Rashawn Gary out due to injury. Aiden Hutchinson got a lot of playing time as a true freshman. Uh, they see those two seem to be the, the obvious front runners at this point. Uh, behind them, they've got you know um, Luigi Villain. He's been obviously injured the last two years, hasn't played a ton, but it sounds like he's healthy and doing pretty well. Um, you got Julius Welchkoff, the uh, the uh, German uh, recruit from a couple of years back. He was a, he was a true freshman last year, didn't play at all. 
Um, and then you got obviously Michael Dano, the graduate transfer from CMU coming in as well. I expect him to, at, at the very least, be in the rotation, if not start, you know, get some starting time at defensive end. It's going to depend on obviously how things shake up, you know, this fall camp. Dan won't get here until the summer, so he hasn't been practicing at all this, this spring just yet. A lot of people watching uh, with interest what's going on at the uh, the linebacker spots, too. Uh, of course, uh, Ross, uh, Don Brown just loves him, talks about what a hitter yeah. he is. Devin Gill is another player he's talking about. What do you think it looks like for the uh, the linebacking positions uh, right now, Aaron? Yeah, you, you kind of nailed it. You know, we, we asked uh, Don Brown about Devin Gill last week, I think it was, and he, he said that Devin Gill is probably one of the more impressive players this, this spring just in terms of being in shape and conditioning. He likes the way he came back from, from the offseason conditioning program. Um, I know he's been sidelined the last few practices due to illness, but he is the front runner right now to start, start at the wheel linebacker spot. Josh Ross, again, he's a favorite to start at Mike to kind of replace Devin Bush. He's been sidelined, I guess. He was sidelined last week, I guess, with the strained hamstring, but he's expected back soon as well. Um, and then you've got Josh Uche at the at the Sam. Um, you know, with with Gill and Ross kind of missing the last few weeks. I know Jordan Anthony's stepped up. He's been playing at Mike, and I know Cam McGrone's been playing at the Will and Mike. So you've got some of those younger guys are stepping in as well. Uh, Jordan Anthony was a guy who Browns mentioned, even going back to the the bull prep last December. He's like the way he's, he's improved. He thinks he's ready to take the next step. Um, so that linebacker position is deep. You've got several guys there to play right away. Um, but yeah, Ross is a guy who uh, the coaching staff has been high on since the beginning of the spring. I've been asking about him. They, they think he can um, kind of fill most of what Devin Bush provided last year. I don't think he's going to do it all. Obviously, Bush is a special player, All-American uh, player you're not going to see every time. Or you're not, not going to see every year. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know they've been ta- they've been talking a lot about Ross and going back to last year. So they like what he can bring. Um, he's ready to play. He played a lot last year. So I think they'll be fine linebacker. And then in the uh, the back end, a lot of youth in the secondary. No shortage of talent. No question about that. And despite a a few injuries on the back end right now, Don Brown seems to really like the players he's working with, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He, he made a comment last week to us about the speed. You know, he thinks this this group might be faster than last year's group, which which is impressive considering yeah. the I guess the lack of name talent. You know, obviously got Lavert Hill back. Um, but he he too has been sidelined this spring with an injury, he had an off-season procedure. Um, but it's it's helped some of these guys, allowed some of these guys to kind of step up. You got Ambry Thomas right now with the right corner spot. Uh, Vincent Gray, the redshirt freshman, he's at the left corner spot. Uh, you've got Hunter Reynolds and Jalen Kelly Powell backing them up at this point. Uh, Brett Hawkins is at the nickel right now with uh, Kelly Powell also backing him up. And then the safety, Josh Metellus is back for a senior season. He's you know he brings that 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 veteran leadership uh, to the secondary. Uh, and then Jameric Woods, he's the other safety right now that's that's starting. Uh, so yeah, it's it's a it's an interesting group. They've been some of these guys have been around a while. But Jameric Woods and Kelly Powell now are kind of entering their third season. So they've they've been in the you know the system now a couple of years. They know what Don Brown expects. Um, they've taken strides. They've gotten better. Now it's I think more getting you know time on task, like Jim Harbaugh likes to say, and more experience. And I, 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 think, they'll be, I think they'll be fine. You know, Don Brown's defense is. He's a system. You know, we all know he, he's he's real consistent. He knows what he wants. They, they play a certain way, and uh, I, I don't. I think they'll be just fine this, this fall. Another notable battle going on behind the scenes is the uh, place kicking jog, field goals, extra points. Uh, Jake Moody, we saw at the end of last season, looked surprisingly good. And of course, Quinn Nordine has that big leg that we've seen the last couple of years. It's going to be interesting to see. Uh, Jim says that's neck and neck right now, isn't it? Yeah, yes, yeah, so today. You know, this is interesting because they've got two now scholarship, got two kickers on scholarship, which is rare. You yeah. know, sometimes you see one school or one team with with one on scholarship. Both these guys are on scholarship, so. You know, it, it, at this point, I think they, they've got to settle on one. 
Um, you know, uh, Quinn obviously started last year, like you said, kind of went uh, went cold there. Jake Moody turned it on late, but yeah, Harbaugh said it's been neck and neck. They, they're both pretty been pretty consistent this spring. I, it, from the numbers he told us the other day, it sounded like each of them had missed one um, field goal all, all spring. They've been they've been charting them every practice, uh, so it sounds like the the person that you know obviously kicks the better is going to get the starting job come come August 31st against Middle Tennessee State. But I'd be surprised if this goes in the fall too. You know these guys are competitive. We we all know, know about Nordine and his competitive nature. Moody like surprised some folks last year, but the kicking job is so you know it's interesting because it's it's so you know psychological. You know you have one mm-hmm. bad game or you have a few bad kicks and, and things turn south. So it's you know it's nice to have both of them on on the, on the roster, but at the same time you can only have one guy kick the football. So we'll see. You know I wouldn't be surprised if either one gets it. It's, it's going to probably come down to a close race. Nordine now he has experience, but Moody at the same time was was really hot last year and was really consistent. So and that's what they're looking for. They want consistency and they want someone who put the ball through the uprights, you know, every kick. And what about the punting game, Aaron? This uh, spring I have not read much about what's going on there as far as competition. Well, yeah, I don't think there is. Will Hart sounds like the guy, you know, he had a really good year last year, and it was interesting because as we if going back to 2017, Will Hart lost the job to Brad Robbins. Um, but after the year I think Hart had, uh, you know, I'd be, I'd, be, it'd be, I'd be remiss to say that there's any competition there. He was, you know, he's national punter of the year finalist. Uh, I think he was number one in the Big Ten. He's near the top nationally. Um, he's the guy at this point, barring any, you know, sort of you know, off-season injury or some struggles. He's I think he's, he's going to be the guy. Well, despite the new coaches, a lot of injuries. There's a new offense being put in, et cetera, et cetera. A lot going on, especially behind the scenes of spring practice. From a news perspective, though, Aaron, very tough to cover. There's just really not much news that uh, gets out, is there? No, I mean, and, and like I said earlier, Harbaugh's been a little bit more open this spring than he has the last couple of years. We've we've talked to him twice now. He's he's on his podcast regularly. They did have this open practice the other day. But, you know, going into the open practice this past Saturday, we knew the depth chart. You know, Harbaugh told us last week, kind of broke it down position by position. So there wasn't, yeah, there wasn't a ton going on, a ton to learn from it, a ton to glean from it. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, it's difficult to kind of gauge some of these guys because they're going through, you know, individual drills and position stops, position-specific things. So it's it's hard to gauge things. But, you know, it's 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 been fine. You know, it's, it's kind of like most spring. You don't want to get too high on things. And you don't want to get too low on things. It's it's one of those things, are, and especially this spring. They're learning a new offense. They're learning a new system. Uh, a lot of learning going on. A lot of like, so it's you know I think more things will be hashed out this fall. You know I think fall camp will be more of a tribulation of you know where this team is and, and, and status. But no, so far I mean, other than the injuries, which which is a big deal because I think it does slow slow the install. Like I said earlier, at least offensively. Um, you know they've, they've been fine. You know they've got that more depth at certain positions, some of the key positions than, than previous years, which is good, um, especially offensively. So it's I think a more well-rounded team than it was last season. Um, but in terms of you know success or predictions, I guess yeah. we'll probably hold those off till the till the fall. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, a lot of the fans, though, of course, would like to get a glimpse of Josh Gaddis's new offense, speed and space, yada yada yada. I don't think Saturday you're going to see anything at all, though, are we? Yeah, I don't know. I, I still don't know a format for Saturday, so I guess until we find that out, we'll see. You know, if they do a lot of 7-on-7, 11-on-11, seven seven, 11 11, we might see some. Um, you know, they did do a little bit on, on this past Saturday, like I said, the final 10 minutes or so, but it was, again, no non-contact, kind of like flag football style. They did, you know, they were running routes and they weren't being touched. Um, but, you know, there was some crossing routes, a lot of screens, a lot of stuff in motion. 
So it sounds like, you know, a a regular, you know, spread style offense. I don't think there's a ton to hide necessarily. Um, But at the same time, they probably don't want to give away personnel groupings and guys they plan to use in certain situations. Um, So it would probably be a stripped down, limited thing. But it is football. You know, it's April. It's Mm -hmm. basketball. You know, Michigan basketball has been knocked out. So I think folks are hoping to see or glean anything they can. So it's it'll be an opportunity. It'll be nice to see just kind of the, you know, things things um, work out and you can see some of the quarterbacks that you probably won't see the rest of the season. So it'll, it'll be an interesting time. Well, I guess all we really need to know about the offense is, uh, again, you've had more access to uh, the players and the coaching staff uh, the last couple of weeks. And the guys seem to really, really, the offensive players like this offense, don't they? Yeah, it seemed like it fits their personnel better. You know, I can remember talking to Shea Patterson back in uh, January at the U.S. Army All-American Bowl down in San Antonio and you know he told me flat out he's like we, we need to change things up you know they, they felt like the offense was you know times too conservative last year it didn't fit what they wanted to do or were maybe good at doing um, so it sounds like you know Jim Harbaugh made the necessary changes he brought in the type of guy that um, I think fits well with his team it sounds like a lot of players do like Josh Gass he's a high energy guy uh, you know, we talk about speed and space, and he, he talks a mile a minute sometimes too. He's, he's a he's, he's an engaging guy. He's fast. He's, he's interesting. But you know, it's it's a type of offense I think Michigan can flourish in, especially Shea Patterson, their quarterback. It's just a matter of how long how long the install is going to take. You know, if this thing is still still going on midway through fall camp, then I, you know, who knows how it's going to turn out. Um, but you know, right now they're in install mode. I know Gaddis wants to have it all in by the end of spring. But like we've said, you know, earlier, there's so many injuries and so many guys sitting out that I think it's, that, that'll be difficult to to do. Well, this Saturday, of course, the uh, the spring game, and for nothing else, it's a chance to get out and what's hopefully a, a decent weather day, or at least good football weather, and and see this team one more time before fall. So, beat writer Aaron McMahon from M Live uh, joining us. It's been a long time since haven't had you on, Aaron, since the season. So, as always, we appreciate you taking the time to join us, and we look forward to. Not long from now, getting back together and, and talking about the upcoming season. Absolutely, Mike. Thanks. Quick Hits is next as we wrap it up for another week here on The Michigan Man on Wolverine Sports Radio, a member of the V-Sporto Network and in partnership with SB Nation's Maze and Brew. On Quick Hits today, Red Hot Softball made it 15 in a row this weekend by sweeping Indiana at home. All-American Megan Bobian picked up all three wins, improving her record to 15-3 and three on the season. This weekend, it's on the road for three against Ohio State down there in Columbus. We are 27-10 overall, a perfect 9-0 in Big Ten play so far this season. Coach Bakic and baseball are keeping pace with softball on the victory trail. We took two of three from Minnesota up there over the weekend. We're at home for a pair with Indiana State midweek, then travel with softball down to Columbus for a weekend series with the Buckeyes. We are 22-8 overall, 4-1 in Big Ten play. The spring game, or practice, whichever it is, is set to get started at 5 p.m. on Saturday. If you're headed to the game, the weatherman says it's going to be dry Saturday with cloudy skies, gusty winds, and temperatures in the mid-40s. So all in all, pretty good football weather. That will do it for another show. I'm your host, Mike Fitzpatrick. Have a great Wolverine week, everyone. If you're headed out to the spring game, enjoy. We'll see you right back here next week. Until then, take care, and as always, Go Blue!
Thanks for joining us today on The Michigan Man here on Wolverine Sports Radio, a member of the V-Sporto Network and in partnership with SB Nation's Maze and Brew. Our listener lines are open 24-7 for your calls at 313-263-4842. That's 313-263-4842. Or email us at themichiganmanpodcast at yahoo.com. That's the Michigan Man Podcast at yahoo.com. The Michigan Man Podcast is produced at the studios of Robin Lynn Productions, Allen Park, Michigan, and is not affiliated with the University of Michigan. Go Blue!